Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Well, let me just kind of tell people what's going on. Welcome to the, the winemakers and the Bike Goes On podcast. See, what's weird uh, is, okay, see you, okay, I get it. It's weird because you're cut in half and you have a black, half of your face's black mustache. Oh. Actually, I'm going to take I've been out of work for a few days, so. (laughs) There's no way I'm taking a picture so you can see what you look like on my side. And I'm texting it. Not that we're doing this, putting it out there, but. No, and and for those. You know, for those listening right now, they're only they're only hearing the audio, um, but we're actually able to see video of each other. Let me kind of just break down, you know, what's going on for people that are that are listening to the podcast. We are still interested in doing our podcasts, uh, both the bike goes on and the winemakers, but we thought it was a little irresponsible of us to get together in a group and do the podcast and invite people to come on. So we decided to practice social distancing and. Um, thought we would try a new way of podcasting. So the the first um, um, app that we're going to use this week is one called Zoom. And we're all able to see each other, but we are all in different places. Um, Sam Katuri, owner of Winery 16600, Sondra Bernstein, owner of The Girl and the Fig, Bart Hansen, owner of Dane Sellers, and then myself, uh, Brian Casey, I work at the Fairmont. Um, and, and I'm on both the, the Bike Goes On and the Winemakers. Um, but we, we will try out this app this week. And then, uh, we've got another one Zencaster, I think that, um, Ed, the pod father has recommended to us and, and we'll play around with that, um, this week and see what gives us the best audio quality, um, to the listeners. Um, but we kind of just wanted to do a show and do, um, you know, what's going on, um, specifically here in Sonoma and, and, um, even more specifically, the hospitality industry, uh, restaurants, uh, wineries, and just let people know what's going on in our life. Um, Sam is, uh, hold on, Sam is telling me he needs me to send his login info again. So Sandra, I mean, do you want to let people know you sort of jumped the gun um, ahead of all other restaurant owners by closing The Girl in the Fig, I think on Monday or on Sunday? Yeah, we, um, we closed the Fig Cafe on Sunday and closed uh, the rest of the business on Monday. And, you know, it was a very hard uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, you know, the restaurant was, was busy. I mean, we were still doing a lot of business. We had changed over um, so many things. We had pulled tables out. We changed our silverware to roll-ups. We had memos posted everywhere for the staff about how to clean and, um, you know, uh, getting disinfectant in and having meetings with the teams and, you know, doing our best to limit reservations. But we just had such a huge weekend um, that Friday and Saturday that I was, I just couldn't handle it on a level of responsibility. Even if we do all the things that, you know, made sense to do, even though they're, you know, we have a very clean restaurant, we get good health department um, numbers and things like that. But, 
you know, it just takes one person, I think, to drop on somebody to do a droplet or whatever. And I couldn't take the responsibility of having that on us. If our staff got sick, if some of our, um, we have beloved elderly customers that come all the time. Um, you know, it was just my parents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your <laughs> folks. Yeah. Hi, Sam. Hi, guys. Uh, and it was just, it was so desperate. And I really, um, you know, I, the other part of that was that until I pulled that plug, the staff was going to work. They weren't going to tell us they were scared. They need the money. They weren't going to make those decisions. They didn't want to be the first one to say, I don't want to be here. And I knew that they could only get unemployment once I pulled the plug. And um, yeah, are we losing a ton of money every single day? Um, Up until that point, we had lost 6,000 open table reservations from February 1st to March 15th. Holy shit. Oh, no, I'm serious. We have lost um, maybe 700,000 in canceled catering. And the only way that we can possibly get to the other side is to close the dam. And it breaks my heart because people need um, work. Um, You know, we need that social interaction. Um, I just, we just got house wine, $30,000 of house wine that we've been working for the last six months, you know, to bring in. We got that on, I think, Tuesday. (laughs) Monday. I was there when it got dropped off. Yeah, Yeah. on Monday. And it's just, um, it's crazy because we got a lot of wine. And um, I mean, we all have, you know, and we can all share our different things that are happening. But Where we are today, and um, I can go back on some other stuff, but yesterday we had the staff come on a drive-through and we dispersed groceries. We gave them eggs and steaks and bags of greens and bread, and we made quiche and dessert and cookies and potatoes. Are you, are you, wait, are you charging for that stuff? No, 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 we gave it to them. We had them drive their car up to Sweet D and John ran it out to their car and we just loaded their car up because. you know I don't know what we're going to be able to do for people you know and I think uh, we haven't jumped on the board of to go or delivery or anything like that because one it requires doing work and keeping people employed and buying food and marketing and um, do I mind sitting the next few weeks out while other people can make some money? You know, um, we can hold out a little bit longer, but I, I do worry about the people that are staying hoping and not doing, you know, a good day's business because I don't know how they can hang on. I, 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 I mean, we're, we're teetering. Yeah. Well, I know, I think Saul is doing um, curbside pickup at Cafe La Haye. I think um, Ari was doing that at, um, um, Glen Ellen Star. at the Glen Ellen Star as well. Um, but yeah, you're right. You still have to have people, uh, try tips to it. But, but then you still have to have employees and EDK, coming yeah. in. And EDK, EDK yeah. closed. EDK closed? EDK okay. closed. Um, well, you know, it's a numbers game and I, I, I really, if I could wish anything to other restaurateurs is that, you know, sit down and take a look at your numbers. 
because you know thinking about okay we could do delivery we'll add a driver well a driver you know 20 bucks an hour times five or six or whatever it's going to be then you add the food costs and the insurance for someone driving and you know how many meals do you really need to make to break even and then to actually make some money and does it you know, if you have a big menu, does that require two people, three people, four people? Um, you know, what does it take? And I think we needed the space to really think logically about it. We also needed um, the space to, um, you know, we'll go and we'll look at, you know, in a week or two or whatever, like, okay, what can John and I do? Okay, what can John and I plus one person do? And add on slow based on minimal because you've got a long way to go in this and And so all of your employees now because you close they're able to file for unemployment right exactly and we we gave them all of the forms um you know right when we made the decision and i wish i could have looked them all in the eye when i told you know when we made the decision um you know we have too many people i mean i i know I don't have our exact numbers because our catering on call staff is, you know, not working right now, but, um, you know, over a hundred people were laid off and, um, pretty much most of our management staff is going to be laid off on Friday. You know, they'll be laid off by the time this airs tomorrow. 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 Well, maybe not, maybe not, maybe next week, but they know, they know, you know, what's happening. And I know the sooner that I just, people need to stay home. People need to not go to the market every day. People need to, um, you know, not take a risk that the longer people are out and about, the longer this is going to take to get finished. I don't understand how these laws are where they are right now. They should be much more stringent. Well, here's what I don't get, though, is if, is if, if everyone is staying home and then everyone is staying healthy, then at some point they're going to say, okay, it's okay to open up businesses again. Then we go out and then start to and, infect and each other again, right? Spikes again, yeah. Well, right. yeah, but that, yeah, and that other part is there's, you know, t- they're hiring people at Safeway and Whole Foods and they need more people to be in those markets to deal with the demand and our healthcare workers. I mean, there's no way, you know, they can get out of it right now. Um, You know, and God bless them because they're in the line of fire every single day, you know? And so we're not totally shut down yet. Um, As long as people are still working in quote unquote essential businesses, um, you know, what is really essential? You know, what is really essential right now? I don't know. I think most people would have enough food in their cupboards, maybe expired, um, but they could probably figure it out for at least a week. But I don't know. I don't know. Scary, scary stuff. Well, from a, from a vineyard standpoint, um, you know, agriculture has been deemed essential by, you know, the different shelter in place or, you know, orders. Um, and especially this time of year, um, the vines are going to grow <laughs> whether there's a, right. a COVID-19 right. or, or fire or, or whatever the situation is. Um, so, you know, we, 
from the, the farming operations are, are ongoing. Um, we still have our full crew in enterprise vineyards out working in the vineyards. We're just, you know, there's been, been these sort of new protocols put in place um, to try and maintain, you know, social distancing. So, you know, there's a vineyard photo behind me. If you would imagine um, each row is a, is a six foot row, maybe there's wider rows. I think they're probably eight foot rows. Uh, we're having crew guys, crew members um, in every other row. So everybody makes is at least, totally at least eight sense. feet apart. Yeah. We're staggering um, all the breaks and lunches so that, especially with the larger crews, nobody's eating lunch together. Nobody's eating lunch in their truck. Um, you know, on the, and the other piece of it is um, I, I can't imagine a better place to be <laughs> than outside. You know, it's a sunny day today. Yeah, um, I agree. I know, totally agree. So, I mean, it's a, it's a obviously a very different situation than than being in a restaurant, right? Um, you know, or being a, in a, a in a an, or a market. You know, a, a hot, sweaty kitchen. You know, picking up people's dishes that they've you know had their mouths all over. Um, you know, and 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 frankly, you know, I mean, from a agriculture in general. Um, you know, we still need fresh food. I mean, especially with the way that, um, you know, I saw somebody on Twitter is like, nobody was ever buying vegetables at this rate at Safeway before. You guys <laughs> stop, <laughs> leave the organic broccoli for me. Uh, I mean, you know, and it, it's, it's funny, but it's not, uh, you know, you go into Sonoma Market, Safeway, Whole Foods, um, you know, there's, there's no sweet potatoes, there's no broccoli left. Um, so we, we got to keep the ag churning, um, and especially in, in California, um, to well, and you guys, it's, but it's sort of well, unique. And then I, it, I, sorry, Bart, I was just going to say for, for Sam uh, growing, growing grapes is, you know, we know that we're not going to pick those until, you know, August or September or whatever, but with people like Paul's produce or those, you know, people that, um, normally their their customers are the restaurants that are now closed like what are they doing with all their stuff and and hopefully sam you're right hopefully it's going to to stores that then people are buying out because otherwise i mean this is we're coming into spring where stuff's coming out of the ground well bart go ahead and then i'll talk a little bit about what uh well i, I was just gonna farmers. say i i've noticed yeah, I, I've noticed on a couple of different um, social media feeds that uh, places that were more gourmet markets um, seem to have offerings to more basics there um, hmm. and uh, things that they wouldn't normally carry. Um, and again, I think for people that are not wanting to go into big stores, that's an opportunity for you to get in and out of somewhere um, just for a few things. But so to you your point, buy Sandra, toilet, you're right. Paper you can't go to the store point? every day. <laughs> yeah, you know, a perfect scenario, and this is, you know, pushing it a little, but since we're in a totally surreal world right now, I think I can put this out there. I think we should have our buses, our school buses that are just sitting in the, the lots empty, and they should go to the market and they should fill it up with food and they should drive around to the neighborhoods and people can pay on Venmo or you know whatever and say, hey, I need a quart of milk, I need a dozen eggs, I need this, and keep people out and they can leave it right on the doorstep. Um, you know, I think we have to start thinking of bigger things. And 
you know, also places for produce to, fresh produce to go. I mean, I signed up for a CSA, you know, in this, and I love, Sam, that you guys are using your porch for a CSA drop for people to come to, but wouldn't it be great if neighborhoods had, you know, buses, or even if we loaded the food truck up and just drove around, not with, not with hot food, but with the essentials, and that's what people need. They can live without, you know, their three- you know, their fine dining meals for a right. couple of weeks, just get me a jar of peanut butter, get me, a, you know, some bread, whatever that will not for you, Sam, but um, the rest of us can have gluten, gluten-free bread, gluten-free bread. Exactly. gluten-free bread. Can you eat Ezekiel bread? It, it, can you eat that? I got, uh, uh, I, actually, the, the bread section, the gluten-free bread section was the only place that there was anything left at Sonoma Market when I was there. Oh my God, that's <laughs> And uh, so I, I get, uh, Shout out to a local producer called Bread Seriously. Uh, that's uh, like real ingredients and and naturally like real sourdough. Uh, so I got a couple of loaves of that and uh, and then some like random disgusting sliced brioche that um, I'm feeding <laughs> to my child and my wife at the moment. Um, oh my god! It was it was uh, it was you know it's pretty surreal. Talk about the surrealness just to walk in and see empty shelves like that at a at a supermarket um it's it's wild yeah, yeah i mean and and i think whole... something go ahead bart oh, i was just saying i think something else that's very interesting is well, i've been out you know had to drive a few places and out on my bike getting some exercise and the amount of people that are out walking around like everywhere people walking in neighborhoods and stuff and the, between that and people probably not eating out as much I'll be interested to see if there's a lot of people who lose some weight over this time and get in better shape if they well, can the, stay healthy I thought um, it was called COVID-19 for the 19 pounds you gained from all of your uh, hoarding quarantine supplies <laughs> right <laughs> oh man but yeah. Sandra I think when you talk about you know loading up a school bus or whatever. I just don't know who, who spearheads that. And, and do you, do you try and target, you know, seniors who don't, maybe yeah. don't have family in the area um, that, you know, can't even, yeah. they, they're afraid to leave the house. And, and how do we know? I mean, they're not usually very tech savvy. So how do yeah, they get? Yeah, we've, we've been reached out to already by Meals on Wheels, um, the oh, uh, hospital, but we're not doing anything right now. We have our ovens off, you know, we have the lights off. We're not using electric. Um, you know, maybe in, in next week when we can really think logically, um, you know, I would love to get a soup kitchen going and just make gallons and gallons of soup and biscuits and things like that. And to be able to just drop it off at the vintage house, drop it off at fish or, you know, wherever that needs to be. Drive you know, around Temelec with a latchkey yeah. on top of your car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, something like, like that. Like but, Blues Brothers. You know, but the people that are... <laughs> it's not even like cool like people that are younger and they say okay if you're younger and you're really healthy you know you could go out and you can go get a job well one meaning you can go volunteer and deliver food to the seniors and you can you know help the nonprofits and things like that and that's all well and good but now they're starting to see cases where younger people are getting infected and getting sick and Seri and like seriously ill 
And yeah. seriously, and we are, we are like, it's like five or six days, I think, you know, where you could have the virus and not show anything at all and not have any symptoms, not feel bad, but you could be carrying it and passing it on. And that's the scary thing. Do you really want, you know, a kid that's, you know, made 10 deliveries potentially to, you know, pass it on to somebody, a senior or whatever? I, I, I don't know. I wish, and Jose Andres, I mean, he's doing amazing things and he has the support and, um, he's able to make a lot of those things happen. And, you know, these for me are like pipe dreams um, at the moment. I mean, I don't know what we're going to be able to do. Do we know how, like in Italy and in these other places that are sort of, you know, 10 days ahead of us and on these serious lockdowns, um, how they are getting food to vulnerable populations? Have you heard anything about that, Sandra? No, um, but that's a good thing to actually look up. But there's been a viral video that's been going around from a bunch of Italians that they filmed, I think it must be 12 days ago now. Um, and basically they're like, um, I wish, I wish you could don't, you know, take it seriously because this is where we were 10 days ago. You know, right. look at this, we are here. Um, but I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. Maybe is the government helping? It's hard to, hard to know. Hard to know, but that would be worth looking into. Um, you know, the kids, we've got a couple schools around here that are opening up and letting the kids come have free lunch, I think Monday through Friday. Um, but it's so crazy to read it because they say, okay, um, parents, it's just for the kids. Right. You know, so right. they got to walk the kid to school right. because now they, you know, that's what they've got to do. And, um, you know, they can get a meal, but the, you know, but the parents can't or the younger kid that's not in school yet. Um, maybe that'll change. Maybe they'll just be, um, you know, able to feed more. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to be a good, unfortunately, is going to be a good sort of practice run for going forward. I don't think this will be the only time something like this happens. I mean, people have been talking about it for 10 years that what's going to affect our population the most is not a, a nuclear war or something like that, but it's going to be something like this, like a virus. And hopefully people are just taking notes that, you know, holy crap, why didn't we think of that? Why didn't we think of that? And yeah. Did you see I mean, anything sorry, that Bill Gates put out? Um, Bill Gates in 2015 did this huge um, kind of like TED talk, but it was probably to, I don't know who, about he really predicted this. I mean, yeah. almost to a T. And it's crazy to think that in five years since that talk came out that we weren't more prepared. Yeah. You know. Well, it's almost like it has to happen before people actually think that it could be something that's real. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we've had a little bit of practice with this from the fires for the past three years, but but then we were trying to get the word out to people that, hey, we're still open here in Sonoma. Come visit us. Now it's like, what do you tell people? Um, you know, we, why would people come visit here at this point? The wineries are all closed. The restaurants are closed. I think the spa is closed. I, I have a feeling that the hotel is just going to shut down completely. Is there um, anybody staying in the hotel right now? You know, the last time I was there was Monday and 
I got called off for that night. We did have a, a small group called Backroads. Um, they're really good clients of ours that bring people here on cycling tours. Mm-hmm. And originally it was supposed to be 24 of them. And I think 12 of them came. And so we were told that we were going to feed them on Monday night, but then the restaurant would be closed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then I'm waiting for, for a word um, today. Cause it's, it's Thursday today. So, you know, I'm scheduled Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm curious to see whether they're they're even going to open back up. I I kind of doubt it. I'm thinking that could, I'm thinking that the the hotel will just shut down. I mean, if you if you've got no spa, no restaurant, and right. no reason for people to come visit Sonoma, right. I don't I don't know unless, who would be sick. Unless um, you know they start bringing medical people in from other areas, even though everybody needs their own medical people. Yeah, but, you know. That I can see, or they start taking over the hotels and turning them into quarantine into hospitals. Areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so that, you we, know, right. When when uh, my mom first moved to Sonoma, the Fairmont was actually in, uh, the Sonoma Mission Inn was a nursing home, and she worked. That was like one of her first jobs in Sonoma was oh working. God. So you know, I mean, maybe uh, it goes back to <laughs> to being a place where people can you know stay or, safely or the uh, homeless. Turn, or the homeless, turn it, yeah, turn it. I mean, that's what uh, Berkeley is doing right now is is getting people off the streets and putting them into all the empty uh, hotels, motels, and and call it, you know, Ber- UC Berkeley dorm rooms. Um, yeah. Just getting people into social isolation, um, you know, off, out, and out from underneath the freaking, you know, freeway on ramps and stuff. Yeah, I don't know about that happening at the. I mean, I can see us for the fires. For the fires we host, we um, we hosted first responders, so they were staying in the hotel, and I could see us putting up, you know, um, what are they called traveling um, nurses and doctors or doctors without borders. You know, maybe they come come to California, but um, yeah, I don't I don't see us turning it into a into a homeless shelter. But I know that they did. I know that there was talk. I think Gavin Newsom talked about. Um, using hotels as temporary um, hospitals. And I think just this morning I was watching the press conference where they're bringing the carnival, I think it's carnival cruises is, is docking their cruise ships. I think they're going to hit New York, LA and San Francisco and at least have, you know, uh, rooms. And I'm sure they have a medical facility on board the ship where they can utilize if the hospitals just can't handle the flow of people. Yeah, one of the things that I was hearing they're doing that is they're going to take, you know, I mean, we have to remember that uh, hospitals also take care of people all the time, right? So all the people who are who are a hospital patient but not infected, I think, are the ones that are going to go into like the makeshift hospital hospitals so that the the regular hospitals can can focus only on. Um, you know, whatever the, the, the COVID-19 patients. Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. There's just so many ripples, you know, I mean, I, I'm supposed to go get tested for my thyroid to, to adjust my medication. Well, I'm not going near that lab right now. (laughs) Fuck Uh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And anyone, you know, anyone that's got just some, you know, a cold or, you know, your kids kind of, you know, anything that happens you're where you would normally maybe take them to the hospital, you're sort of thinking twice. Yeah. No, I mean, and you know, this also lands when the allergy season is at its peak, and right. I mean, everybody sounds, right. I mean, sounds and feels sick in Sonoma right now because you know, with this early spring that we've had, 
you know, the rain, thank God, actually, that we had this last week is for at least my allergies um, helped kind of calm things down a little bit. But, you know, no rain for 35 days from the end of Feb end of January until the beginning of March. Literally everything in Sonoma is blooming from, you know, the fruit trees, the mustard, right. the acacia, the, you know, people in my neighborhood have their, ro their roses are out already. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, everybody was coughing and sneezing and, you know, <laughs> let me, uh, and then you go, Oh my God, is, is that the Rona? Uh, is that it now? Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's, it's wild. Right. Yeah. Well, Easter's coming too. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that our church, uh, closed last week. Um, so they're doing like, you know, wow. Skype, Skype or Zoom or whatever they're doing that you can actually attend services. But think of that coming up. I know the Olympics is slated for what, July 20th or something like that. And they're still planning on rolling with that in Japan. No way. Um, as of now, I mean, can you imagine right. it's what a, you know, I don't think people are going to want to travel. I'm sure I'm having trouble currently because Hospice Daron um, was canceled. I had put down a deposit on a, on a house that we were all going to go stay at. And um, out of $1,200, I got a $300 refund. And oh she said, I said, but, you know, I said to her, you know, on the, on the website for Airbnb, it says that we will be made whole for this, that this is because of, um, because of the coronavirus. And, <clears throat> and she said, I'm not able to get a hold of anyone at Airbnb. So I tried it. Um, it, a recording picked up and they said, we're experiencing long wait times. It'll be 30 minutes. I was willing to wait, but then a minute later, the recording came back on and said, we are unable to take your call at this time. So a business like that, um, you know, I'm sure they're used to doing most things without a lot of staff because, you know, it's the host that's taking the booking. It's basically all done through your phone or your computer. So right now, because people aren't getting the answers they want, they're calling them directly. And I'm sure they're- There's nobody to answer the there's, phone. There's no one to answer the phones. It's, that's what, and, and I'm sure that's going on globally. I mean, we're, right. I'm just thinking about what happened here, but, and so now I'm gonna have to, you know, somehow get a hold of Airbnb and fight for, um, fight for the rest of the money. So, well, I think it's interesting also, but I think there's two sides to this because, we were supposed to go to Vegas for Cater Source. It was at um, a time where they were really talking about, you know, stay, don't travel, don't get on planes. Nothing was mandated. Everything Southwest by, you know, South by Southwest canceled. Um, a few things canceled, and Cater Source decided they were they were moving forward no matter what. And you had to make your own decision whether or not you would cancel. We, we canceled. We weren't going to go and put ourselves on a plane. And actually, we were more fearful of getting stuck in Las Vegas than actually, um, you know, getting sick at that moment. Now, I think it would have switched a little bit for me. But we were able to uh, cancel our hotel rooms. Um, we were able to cancel our dinner reservations um, but they stood firm on their ground. We lost over $3,000 because we couldn't huh. get our conference fees. Now, that made me a little bit um, mellow in regard to people are calling us. They want all their deposits back for their weddings. Now, you know, we have deposit, we're getting bashed online on reviews by people that we were trying to work with to get them some money back. 
But what people don't realize is we've been working on their wedding for six months. We've right. paid staff, we've fed them food, we've done things. And that's aside from just holding the date and blocking it from someone else to use. So I'm totally sympathetic to people that, um, you know, can do this, but how can we give everything back? Where, 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 where does it end? Someone, um, I'm getting the most interesting emails and phone calls. One, and I wanted to just go back to this, but one of the other reasons I closed was I got a phone call at home from a guest of ours that said, I saw one of your staff members pick up the silverware from the wrong end. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can't train all these people to do the right thing every minute. And I'm not going to be that person, but that's one. And then the other thing is, I don't, I don't know what we do about all the weddings and all the deposits. And um, some people aren't going to um, reschedule. Um, you know, we are just trying to push people and say, well, actually, right now, we're not even answering the phone for, for a week or so. Because it's just, I need my money, I need this, I got to do this. And what are we supposed to do? I mean, it's every business. Another one, not to blab on, but, you know, people are like, what are landlords going to do? You know, are they going to stop? Do, do I have to pay rent? And it's like, well, hopefully if your landlord is pretty wealthy and they have a lot of property and they can give you a deferment for a couple months, that's great. But what if it's a landlord, that's their income. That's how they make their money. I mean, why yeah. is that fair? And they still have mortgages to pay they, and exactly. property insurance. They have their and, money right. to, you know, so it's like, it's, it's really hard. I just wish everything would just stand still. You know, right. everything could, um, I don't know. Well, I think no. they were doing that. Um, Cuomo was on this morning talking from New York saying that they were going to push mortgages for three months so you didn't have to pay the mortgage and it's not that they were forgiving that amount of money they were just going to restructure your mortgage so that you would make a little bit more after three months you would make a you would pay a little bit more every month until the end of your um, mortgage just just so that people didn't have to pay for three months so they didn't have to worry about right. which you know is, is the, the main huge. cost for most people yeah. right is their rent especially yeah. here um, in Northern California yesterday I was on a conference call with uh, Congressman Thompson and um, you know he wanted to know how are you being affected what's going on how are your neighbors you know what do you need and you know John and I were like um, well, after he told us about the bill where everyone's going to have to pay two weeks of um, sick pay, coronavirus sick pay to your employees. And I'm like, well, how are we supposed to do that if we don't have any money coming in? They want to give us a credit on payroll taxes in next quarter or the quarter after. What if we don't have a payroll? I mean, we don't have the money to pay the sick pay right now. I mean, you know, we have a little bit reserves, but we don't have reserves to pay 150 people two weeks pay. And Tomorrow. everything else that we're doing, I mean, we're pulling equity lines and stuff like that. But, you know, and that's for companies 500 and under. Like, what is yeah. that? You guys pay them. 
You know, they right. pay them. Why is our government paying them? They just think, I don't know, they think businesses are just so flush and, you know, restaurants aren't living hand to mouth. And I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I think about, it might've been nice to have a small business at this moment. <laughs> you know, I just, it's yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Well, what's going on for Sam, for you and Bart, as far as I, I would think that liquor sales are probably liquor and wine sales are probably going to spike um, for a little while here, just because you got people at home, they're not going out to drink. So they should be hopefully ordering wine to their house and, um, and they're there well, to pick it up. <laughs> they're there to sign for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so <laughs> That's it. that's exactly it. I've um, I've talked talked to a number of people and reminded them that they were going to be home and that we should change their shipping address because they send it to their work a lot of times. Um, I've talked mm -hmm. to a bunch of my customers because my email went out uh, just before this kind of all got really real for us. I think, um, and they're all you know happy to buy wine and I would say in some case you know buying a couple extra bottles. Um, uh, but a lot of people I haven't heard anything from, and I think that's the last thing they're thinking about. So, you know, we'll just have to see. Um, you know, of course, for me, because I do do a bit of work, uh, you know, sell quite a bit of wine to local restaurants, um, that's all going to go away. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and I understand that, you know, and, and one of the, one of the um, restaurants I deal with actually said to me, you know, we're not going to be able to pay you till, uh, we reopen and, you know, you can have your wine back if you want. And I, I, I have confidence in them and I'm in it for the long run as they are. And so, um, you know, we, we just told them to keep the wine and let's hope that they get to be open. So, um, but for the most part, yeah, I've seen some good sales. And as long as my shipping people are shipping, um, we are doing some dropping some wine off on people's front doors here locally. Um, but that's about it. What about you, Sam? Yeah. I mean, you know, I actually just got an email from, uh, my distributor in New York, who said, uh, you know, obviously the on-premise business is pretty much evaporated, but uh, the off-premise, the, the wine shop and liquor store is, is uh, as strong, if not stronger than ever. In fact, they're, they said anyway that they're having a good month, um, which I guess is just because of, you know, especially in New York, where almost every local bottle shop does some sort of delivery service. Um, you know, people are, people are, buying wine and drinking it at home um and you know one of the things that uh sort of these these strange parallels that we have between um this situation and and the fires in, in 2017 um you know i i know at least in the case of my family uh we would sneak back up to my dad's cellar behind evacuation lines and pull out really good bottles of wine from his cellar and, and drink them. Uh, and what I've seen, you know, through social media and, and stuff like that is um, people who have purchased 16,600 and, and, you know, have it in their cellars, you know, somebody opened a bottle of 2007, 16,600 Syrah, basically our first vintage um, and I opened it the other that. night. And right. And I was just like, isn't that that terrible label that oh, now no, is cool it was, because it's the old one? <laughs> I, I was like, oh my god, did Sam change all his labels? I didn't yeah. know because I did, and then I like looked for the date. It was very fun to see that. Yeah. So you know, I mean, there there's a lot of that going on where you know these are these are uh, strange times, and and in strange times, 
uh, you know, it makes sense to go and open those bottles that you've been, that you've been sitting on. Um, you know, I, I still have been doing, we're still shipping. Um, you know, I, I, basically every, every winery that I've seen um, in the last you know, a week or so is doing some sort of shipping deal. Um, yeah. You know, Scribe is doing a, a free shipping deal. Jeff Cohn, which is probably more legal, is doing a one cent shipping. Um, you know, I, I got some, I, I stole Bart's $30 uh, six pack flat rate shipping idea. So I got that out there. Um, you know, there's the UPS and FedEx are, are, are still running. Um, and, and really at, at this point, um, that's the only sort of revenue and, and income that any of these wineries can have because, you know, tasting rooms are closed and, and, you know, as we've covered that basically restaurant sales have evaporated. So, um, you know, that's, you know, when I look at again, sort of parallels to, to the fire, um, you know, thank God we have an industry here that, um, you know, is transportable in that way and that, you know, people have a demand for, all over the country and, and allows some sort of, you know, safety net for, for our communities that we can continue to make and, and sell wine, you know, as, as, you know, long as the authorities say we can and this situation goes. Um, but, you know, I, I think about communities where it's entirely service-based, you know, they, again, it could come back to New York, all these restaurants that, that we sell our wine in, in New York that have, that have shuttered, and, and done what Sandra and John had to do, which is laid off their employees, laid off their entire staff so that they can, you know, file for unemployment and stuff like that. Um, you know, what do you, what is their, their safety net? What is their, you know, what can keep those economies moving forward so people can pay their bills and, and buy groceries? Um, yeah, I sort know. of wonder about Hawaii because they, I mean, Right. When you're on one of those islands, you are, I mean, it's like 90% service industry um, funded. So if no right. one's visiting Hawaii and going to those hotels, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's the realities of our service economy. I mean, you know, and you look at all these industries that have, have shuttered or been drastically reduced because of this um, restaurants, by, you know, volume, by personnel of like 80% of the employees, you know, the, the workers that are out of work right now, um, you know, that's a huge section of, of, you know, a lot of families, a lot of mouths to feed that, um, you know, relied on, on the food service industry and hospitality that, um, you know, for obvious reasons and for, you know, obviously necessary reasons or you know, can't do business right now. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, in 2008 or whenever that was, we all bailed out the banks. Um, you know, I think it's time for the banks to pay the favor back and bail us out. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? You know, I, I heard them talking about sending out thousand dollar checks, but they, they were saying that they were going to limit it to people that made under $75,000 a year, which, you know, because I'm married and, and have a wife that makes money like that's not me even though I will probably be out of work so that means collecting unemployment which and I think the way that unemployment works you're not really getting your gratuities that you normally get or the percentage of wine sales if you're oh. you know in my position but it's only based on oh, your hour oh, oh, oh. on your no 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 
know if you are declaring your tips right properly um right. that is your like job. all restaurant employees do exactly exactly <laughs> if you don't follow the law you're not going to get that piece of it but it's not a full it's not the same amount that you would make so right. unemployment will give you a percentage of it but if you've been declaring your tips you should be getting a higher number than just your hourly rate right okay. yeah. yeah reason number 372 to yeah. declare your tips yeah, I, um, you know, there's some things that I was trying to find something um, because so taxes are not going are now going to be due July 7, July 15th. So they're moving so, our tax date. But is that filing or, that or actually paying? Deadlines, tax deadlines. deadlines um, okay. Looking that is franchise tax board, um, tax returns, tax return payments first, second quarter estimates, LLC taxes and fees, non-wage withholding payments. So that's a little bit helpful. Um, we had another scare because there was a bill put in uh, not that long ago that said you had to give your staff two weeks notice before you change their schedule. So, and if you change their schedule and they lost shifts, you were responsible. So it was called the WARN, the WARN, W-A-R-N, WARN. So they lifted that because can you imagine, like we, we did it, it that day. It wasn't like right. we were, you know, we did it for good reasons. And then we started freaking out like, oh my God, do we have to pay everybody two weeks because we shut down early? And then if you don't, there's fees. So they let that go. Um, I'm looking because... I, I read an article yesterday about we don't have to pay our, and please verify this if you're listening to this, because I, I am not a lawyer, I'm not a CRA person, I'm just telling you what I thought <laughs> I read, and that is um, that we, they're going to extend the 30 days that we owe for liquor and wine, because there's a dead 30 day you have to pay. And I think um, they were trying to loosen this up. A couple other things I've heard, which I've never heard in my life before, people are can buy cocktails, to-go cocktails out of certain bars. You know, they are loosening some stuff up. Yeah, there's a, there's a bar, or at least I've heard of a couple bars that are doing uh, quarts of pre-mixed margaritas and a roll of toilet paper for $30. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, people are trying to get really smart, um, yeah. you know, about stuff, but I'm, I'm like, do we really want to encourage people driving to go pick up those cocktails? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't well, know. Definitely I, don't want to encourage them to drink them on the way home. No, Wait but maybe, yeah. right. But maybe we should give spark and ease, you know, a secondary, like they could be DoorDash, you know, stop at the bar, pick up the, you know, make one delivery. <laughs> give me my gummies and my cocktails all in one. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, I may never leave the house again, no matter what happens after right. all this is over. <laughs> um, well, you guys, you know, it's interesting. You all have families, home, kids, and, um, you know, I'm wondering how Dane's doing, teenagers stuck in the house with the parents. And I'm looking at my dogs every day, and I'm like, uh, okay, you know, yep, mommy's still home. 
Um, it's very surreal. As much as I like my alone time, I think I don't like forced alone time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been, you know, Ab Abby's school, She this is spring break for her. And then um, we were told at least next week that she's going to have off. And then I think they pushed it to like April 4th or something like that. But then I've heard rumors of them. And I think Bart and I have talked about this. I've heard rumors of them basically just canceling the rest of this year and the oh, kids. Gavin Newsom, um, Gavin Newsom said he doesn't think that the kids will be back in school this yeah, year. Yeah. And, you know, we've had Abby's best yeah, friends are triplets and we've, you know, we've had the kids over and I don't know if that's responsible or not, but I'm, I can't, I'm supposed to have a 11 year old kid at home, you know, by herself, not playing with her friends for four months or something. I just, I don't, see that happening. Well, um, Bri, the only thing I think about that is if your mom comes over yeah. and for whatever reason, if she's in a high risk, I mean, your mom's pretty damn healthy, but, um, you know, I think it's that part about it when kids are out and about or they're with other people and then they go to their elders that could be in risk. So I don't think Ab anything's going to happen to Abby, but it may be, um, you know, you don't have her go around your mom. Yeah. I think it's those things. Yeah, it's interesting. So Dane, Dane School, they were done for the year. I mean, we're going to continue to do the distance learning, which we're on day two. Ooh, and it seems to be working out really well. You know, the, um, it's going really well. It's, um, they're using Zoom and a number of other um, apps. And um, I have to say, he's been very responsible about it. Um, for the, you know, day and a half that we've been doing it. Uh, so, so we'll see, um, you know, Terry, even who is not one to adapt to things that are different is working from home and um, she seems to be, you know, falling into it. And so it, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we're only on day two. Right. Uh, I'll talk to you about it, you know, next month yeah. or even next week. Right. Yeah. So let's, let's see if we can make it through the weekend. <laughs> yeah, right. Crazy. That's exactly right. Well, I think we're in a. I'm playing a lot of. I'm playing a lot of basketball with Dane right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I was just saying. Is... I'm playing a lot of basketball with Dane. Okay, my turn. <laughs> um, I just think things are yeah. going to change every day. You know, every. It's like, how do you stop the noise? How do you know where to really find, um, you know, your information? I put out. Um, you know, that I was feeling good listening to the podcast Coronavirus Factor Fiction. And I put that out there in an email and someone said to me, oh my God, they're not reliable. You know, you should be telling, you know, and I sent that to 8,000 people, you know, and it's like, okay, I think I'm not giving any more unsolicited advice, right now, which is really hard for me. Sandra, did you see that email that we got um, that was sent to the Bike Goes On about Trader Joe's? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm glad you saw it too. Did you want to talk about it? I, I guess it was uh, somewhat. Yeah, I mean, somebody is basically asking us to use our influence to help. I think this is what they want to help use our influence to help people get the programs to get food to the seniors quicker. Right. And they were saying that they think seniors really love Trader Joe's and, you know, they, they've become addicted to going to Trader Joe's. But at this time, for some reason, Trader Joe's is 
like not answering the phones and not doing some sort of program for pickups or something. I don't know. So they just sent an email saying, you know, can, and, and I'm sure it was directed at you more than myself. But was no, saying, it was, it was the use... podcast. It was definitely for the podcast, for the people yeah. that you're, manage us. You're an influencer, Brian. You're an influencer these yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. So, well, th well, then let's just put that out there. Hey, Trader Joe's, <laughs> right. um, figure something Do out to get, to get food to these seniors. See, right. I didn't read it that way. I read it like they were kind of saying, can you get some food out? But I'll have to reread it. I guess I just put that in a file. Well, is Trader Joe? I know a lot of the grocery stores are doing um, like the first hour or two of business or like opening an hour early and only allowing it for people over 65 or whatever to to come in and shop in, during those hours. That's what um, Oliver's is doing. And, you know, th those people are awake at those times. <laughs> right. So, you know, <laughs> most of us aren't. But yeah, I think it's between six and seven or seven and eight. Then right. they're letting seniors come in, just seniors. And then they get their, you know, whatever it is, 10% discount or, or something, which I think that's probably a, a good idea, except then you're getting a bunch of seniors in one spot right. all together. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, Infect them all at once. Joe's, yeah. Joe's is still open based on um, their website as of the 11th. Um, so it's fake news. Maybe, but there's <laughs> no more sampling. You can't go there for free samples right now. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not taking any free samples from anyone right now. I mean, yeah. imagine right. going to Costco or even Seven Eleven. I notice has you know individually wrapped up their their donuts in their case. I mean, it's kind of a weird thing to go in and you know you. I, that's right. I was at um, Glen Ellen Market the other day, and the salad bar looked untouched. Like it, it right. everything was was heaping oh, mounds of everything. I don't know, but but every aisle had at least six carts, and you know how skinny those aisles are at yeah. Glen Ellen Market. I mean, it was it was like um, <laughs> crash up derby, <laughs> and oh and um, you know everyone's kind of looking at each looking at each other, trying not to have that look of fear in their eyes, like oh yeah, I'm just out doing my normal shopping. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've got six pounds of ground beef in your, <laughs> in your, in your cart. <laughs> we're all just sort of trying to pretend that we're not stocking up. It was, it was, it was a very weird scene. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy. But this stuff's going to keep changing. And, you know, there has been some notice being put out because people have been offering their help on Facebook to volunteer for seniors to go get their groceries for them. And now people are getting ripped off. They're taking the money to go to the store and then the, oh, they don't get their groceries. And it's like you see the most horrible things happen and you see the best community things happen in the same time. And it's just, I don't know, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good time to go knock on door of someone that maybe is in your neighborhood and, and or maybe you... But how do you even do that? I mean, you knock on the door. We're not used to answering the door now. Even people used to deliver packages. They used to knock on the door and you would answer the door and sign for it. Now they just sort of throw it on your on your step and walk away. Um, so people are used to not even answering their door to strangers anymore. And if someone, you know, wanted to do something nice for someone, you notice that you had a couple seniors living down the street and, you know, you wanted to knock on the door and say, hey, do you guys need anything? Um, I mean, is, are you even being safe? Do they even want to answer, open up the door and talk to someone that 
is a possible well, carrier. Well, I think you can start with a phone call. Right. Start with yeah, a phone call. Yeah, I mean, if, if, you know, if you know their phone number. It's a good lesson in knowing your neighbors. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I, this was a lesson that, that I learned, again, you know, the parallels to 17. The lesson that I learned in 17, you know, there was neighbors that I had never talked to and didn't know their names until, you know, we were evacuating our neighborhood because of the fire and, you know, people were staying behind. Um, so, you know, this is, the lesson is, you know, we, we, so much of our lives have actually become distant from our neighbors um, that in, you know, times like these, we have to remember to, you know, to know your neighbor's name and phone number, um, yeah. you know, ahead of time, not wait until, the the crisis and disaster situation is upon us yeah. um you know and I, we did we did we went and checked on you know there's basically retirees and three of the four most immediate houses to our house here in in, in the valley and we we checked on them they have our numbers um you know whatever you know if, if we can do something for them like we can't you know we will um, i'm actually about to let <laughs> me log off of here i'm gonna go to the grocery store store for my parents um you know, when you live on the top of Norbaum Road, you're socially distant anyway. Um, but, you know, and not that, again, you know, my parents are, as far as people over the age of 65, probably pretty low risk, you know, pretty healthy, ski, yoga, the whole thing. But, um, you know, if... if we don't know enough. We just right, we don't know, know. enough. We, we don't know. know. Right. You can and, have one gene in your DNA that is more susceptible, whether you're the healthiest or not. Right. And, you know, and, and God forbid if, if, you know, my mom went to the grocery store and, and brought it home to my dad, who, you know, was, was a cigarette smoker in, you know, until the early 90s, he's got compromised lungs, you know, right. he can't get sick because we have, again, 150 people still working, still out there. And, and um, you know, he's working from home as much as possible. His time in the vineyard is solo on his, on his ATV. Um, but you know, how do you keep a, you know, the, the, the patron, the, the, the patriarch of a, you know, family that's much larger than just, you know, immediate family safe so that we can continue on. And that's, you know, stay away from them. Don't let them hang out with his grandkids. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go bring them groceries and they'll have a, a couple dozen eggs ordering? on the porch. Do they not order? Uh, use Instacart or no? My mom, my mom okay. uses Instacart and she loves it. You I know, use that's what Instacart she's been doing. Too. I have like yeah. a personal shopper now. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I, I, I've been I working on my dad's setup Venmo for thirty years. <laughs> years. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, we we live in a we live in a neighborhood that has a pretty good email community and. Uh, I think it's been really interesting. Both the elderly people have been looking out for the other elderly people. And then, you know, the younger people in the neighborhood also, you know, trying to trying to keep them all away from each other. So um, I think it's fascinating how, you know, neighborhoods, like you say, Tom, uh, Sam, how they come together that way. Yeah. Um, well, and also you could have not gotten my parents to admit that they were in an elderly community uh, age group three right. weeks ago. They'd have been like, what? I'm not elderly. Screw you. Right. And now they're like, yeah, I guess you can go grocery shopping for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, you know, we were supposed to have a podcast with, um, with a guest today and, you know, I, there was no 70s, way right? I was going to go over there, right. no. you know? Um, 
No, but, he's not. He's not we, over seventy. But we figured this out. He might be by the time we. Uh, he might be by the time we actually <laughs> get to record with him. Yeah. But look, you know, with all our free time in the next uh, couple weeks, we're going to be able to knock out so many podcasts. I think now that we're figing this out. Yeah. And keep so, running out of trouble. Yeah, I think we should. Especially you, know, you Brian. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think we should. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it, I'll be doubling up. Um, but I think we should ask our listeners when you listen to this, um, give us a little feedback on the sound quality, um, because we're gonna we're gonna experiment with some other things too and try and find the best system so we can get the best sound quality because we're used to using the, you know, the the mixing board and the microphones and all that stuff. So um, did you did you let everybody know when I, I know. Brian or Bart and I came on a little bit later. Uh, did you let every, we're recording this via Zoom right now? Right. Um, yeah, I told right. everyone this is that, that it's the you know the bike goes on and the winemakers uh, podcast doing a little collab, um, and that we were using Zoom, but that um, we were going to play around a little bit with Zencaster and see if because um, Ed our our pod father um, has given us access to that and and see um, we're not interested in buying any new equipment. We just want to provide the best sound quality to people and, and we want to continue doing the podcast we want to but we but we don't want to what we don't want to do is get each other sick or other people sick and I don't know how many guests will even you know would even want to come on I'm surprised that you know our guest that we were supposed to have today was still up for doing it um, I mean it's a titan in the in the wine industry and local business um, I mean we were kind of surprised we thought we would be the ones um, that he would be the one to back out but it was actually us just trying to be responsible and, and Sam, you were, you know, Bart and I were still willing to sit down and get together. And you were the one that said, well, I think we should be, <laughs> be um, practicing social distancing, not just talking about it. Right. And, and you're right. So, so we'll use whatever tools we have to do to, to keep the podcast going because I mean, I, I still want to listen to the podcast that I listen to. So I would imagine people still want to listen to us. And, and if we can, you know, this is sort of a trial run for us, but if we can figure this out going forward and we have to do it for a few weeks or a couple months or, or a few months or whatever, we can, we can plan it at a time where we can all be sitting down having a glass of wine um, like we normally do. And, and then I just, won't be drinking alone. Right. 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 <laughs> I have not opened a single bottle. I don't want to start a bad habit. No, you know, Eric Asimov uh, just put out a column saying that in these times of social isolation, it's okay to drink fancy wine by yourself so <laughs> shout out and and actually i gotta give a shout out to a, a listener of ours um who just started working for zaki's you know fine wine retailer in their dc office and he said he just texted me this morning he said this is how i know the world is ending a distributor just offered us three cases of Sinequinon to, to sell oh. to our private clients. And I'm like, well, that's terrible, but I'll take two bottles. Uh, good yeah. job, good job. <laughs> well, now my, my business partner is trying to figure out how we can sell it off today, which is well, really desperate. Uh, well, I have a couple of ideas. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. Do you we'll do see. you take credit cards that I'm not going to pay the bill on? Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, what else was I? Gonna, oh, and uh, um, one of the interesting things that I've seen, and I, I'm going to look into this, and I don't know, Bart, if this is something that that you thought about. Um, all these wineries that are doing some sort of like virtual wine tasting experiences, where they use Zoom or Facebook Live, Instagram Live to uh, do a wine tasting with people 
you know, in, in a remote fashion. So I, I know even like, fan, I know uh, Dirty and Rowdy is doing it, but somebody told me Arkenstone is doing uh, like a three pack that you can order, and exactly. then they will they will set up a time to taste through the wine with you. Now, of course, those wines are all a few hundred dollars a bottle, I think. Um, so it, you have to have a Corvin, basically, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna taste your your fancy Napa Cabernet um, without having to open every bottle. So I don't know. That's something. Wait, that, you know, wait are you? Are they tasting the wine using the Corvin, tasting the wine, having a one-on-one, -on -one, and then shipping the wine back to the no, to the Facebook. winery? No, no, no. 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 Facebook Live. So okay. they used to do this when Twitter came out years and years ago. They were doing Twitter tastings. And basically, people would... I remember. You guys should do this. Seriously. So they were sending, you know, three-pack, four-pack. You guys could do it together. You could pull four Grenaches together and do a Grenache tasting. And do either Zoom or Facebook Live where this would be a better way to do it because you could have, what, up to 60 people or maybe even more on Zoom. But you go through it and have that education and people purchase the wine. I mean, maybe you don't get a lot of sales the first one or two, but I could see that becoming a really great thing. And something that doesn't, you know, again, these are these lessons that we can take from this. That's something that doesn't have to end when right. we go back to normal life. I mean, being able to, uh, and this is, you know, what I've always loved about like our vinyl Sundays and, you know, I was getting ready to announce my, my vinyl Sunday my vinyl Sunday before all this, before all this went down. Um, and after, and after the power outages, right? We missed yeah, exactly. That. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, um, but being able to bring our wine club communities together, um, whether they're local or, you know, spread across the country, um, you know, that's one of the beauties of wine is this, you know, it's, it has this social element. It also, and it has this ability, you know, the way that, that we make wine, the way that Mark, Bart, Bart makes wine, um, that it's, it's a way to go to these places without actually having to get into a car or get on a plane. You know, you can, you know, open a bottle of wine from, from Steel Plow Vineyard or from, you know, Muchas Piedras or, or the Rossi Ranch and talk about what it's like to be there and taste what it's like to be there. And, you know, even if you're cooped up in your house for a couple of months, um, you know, have a little bit of a escapism and a little bit of an ability to imagine, um, you know, what it's like to, to, get back to these places whether you've been there before or not um you know to to, to travel a little bit through your wine glass um so, you know, something so, that again is unique to what we do so go, yeah. go ahead but so i have uh, spoken to a number of our followers on twitter and they're they're into it and so i was kind of waiting to see how this went and figured that we could start working on it As a matter of fact right now i'm gonna i did this earlier and realized that nobody could hear me because um uh, I had my headphones in, but I just started us live on Instagram. So if you guys, oh, okay, awesome. Um, uh, there was definitely a little bit of a. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So um, I think there's interest in it, and I think you're right. We should do these virtual tastings, and um, yeah. I like the idea of you know putting together four Grenaches or four Zinfandels and sending them back to people. I don't know yep. what the TTB would think of it, but, um, you know. They got bigger they, issues to deal with right now. Screw them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Utah, you want your wine? We'll ship it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th um, I think 
that sounds like a good idea. I think we should plan on doing something like that. And I'm just trying to think of how we could do it on Zoom because obviously if you have, you invite 30 people and 30 people are tasting with you guys all at the same time, I mean, it, it would be a little bit chaotic because they would all be having questions. But what we could do is mute everybody except the two people that are sort of directing the tasting. And people, I think you can do text. So you can actually, people could just put questions in on their keyboard, it would pop up and then you guys could respond to them. So everyone will be able to hear what you guys are saying, but we wouldn't have to filter through 30 voices or something asking questions about the wine. You could just read off the questions that people were typing in on their on their. This computer. is very cool. I'm watching this right now. And you're thank watching you. us while you're watching us. I'm, I know, I'm like kind of scared. <laughs> There's more than one of me. <gasps> oh my god now i'm double <laughs> oh, wait a minute. i'm not sure what we're doing now <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're caught in the feedback loop we'll never get out oh my god thank you guys for joining us we really appreciate it we um <laughs> we're just I will say, smart to figure right, out what we're doing yeah i will say that you know um we did a like a basically a test of this yesterday and the four of us got onto a zoom call and after a few days I'm a very social person after a few days of you know being and I, I love my wife and my daughter and my dog but after a few days of just being in the house with only them uh getting to to talk to some other people and have a little like riff going and a little social interaction felt really good so shout out to to zoom and all these companies that um probably the only stocks worth buying right now for sure um, <laughs> that uh it's it's important you know to get out and, and talk to people and and still be safe and responsible and and try and you know that's the thing about all of this is the the better we can do it and it's hard and it sucks and it's inconvenient and you know divorce rates and baby rates are probably gonna skyrocket um you know it's the the, the better we do the less time we have to do it right so um there you go hallelujah hallelujah Amen. Amen. Uh, amen. Uh, so, right, so, so you guys want to set a day for next week that we that we try and set up a virtual tasting of some sixteen six hundred and Dane Sellers? Well, I got, we got to get, get it out it to the shipped. people. So let's yeah. let's um, maybe offline because we're recording this. Let's yeah. we'll I'll talk with Bart and um, we'll figure out a way of uh, you know shipping out some wine. Announce the shipping next week. And what it is and then you know also a date that uh you know because it'll take a week at least for all the wine to get there yeah. um to do a, a winemakers podcast virtual tasting uh, i love it yeah no i think that'd be super that's cool good. Yeah, that's good. all right well you guys want to wrap this up um you know to the listeners out there thanks for continuing to to listen and we will find a, a good platform for us to to get the word out and um, um go you know, wash your fucking hands what well, and and <laughs> and order some wine order um, some wine and wash your hands yeah yeah that's uh, all good sounds all good to me sandra i don't know what you're planning on doing for the next um couple weeks or or a month i mean these guys at least will be trying to sell some wine but um what, what are your plans in the near future well, that's a good question. I think I'm determined to clean out my office, my home office that I work in every day. And then since this is so fabulous, I'm determined to record three or four more shows, hopefully, or as many as we can while this is happening. And give my pups a little attention. And I don't know, try and not destroy my 
what's left of my cheeriness from reading all these news <laughs> articles. Yeah. 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 Stay off of Twitter a little bit. That's, that's yeah. really nice. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, for the bike goes on, I mean, we had some people that were scheduled um, to come on um, and sit with us, but let's, let's reach out to them and, and um, whether it's through zoom or Zencaster, I, I think it should be relatively easy just to get them on board. Probably most of them are far more, savvy than we are with the technology so um let's just try and continue that continue to book the guests and and we'll go from there all right all right thanks you guys thanks for putting this together brian and tundra yeah, appreciate brian, it this is great yeah 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 no very cool we'll look for uh, i will uh, upload this to the podfather and um and um and we'll just talk about uh, next week to all the listeners out there, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to some of the, you know, past episodes, you can go to thebikegoeson.com. You can go to radiomisfits.com and go to uh, the winemakers and the bike goes on. Good time to catch up on some of the um, older episodes, and uh, we'll look forward to to talking to you next week. All right. Thank you. Thank thanks. you. We love you.